Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. James, can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Hey, James. How you doing, bro? <laughs> you doing, doing well? Good. good. Oh, my gosh. I think we started the entire episode with my, my mic on mute. I, I think we started off there. But anyways, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That is, that's wow. the first time ever. In, in, in But we have a large audience right now that's been waiting for James Black right now. Uh, I oh, wanted to bring you on as, as soon as possible. Usually we wait 15 minutes and I talk about different things, but glad to have you on there. Let's wait for our, 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 our guest panel here. There oh, you okay. go. Yeah. That's the welcome you deserve right there. <laughs> now, James, you and I met uh, over 20 years ago on a, on a music video set. But before we even get there, let's talk about Lima, Ohio. Now, how, how did we start off there? Go into professional football, go into football, like okay. really high league, and then become an actor. Now, so let's let's start off in Lima, Ohio. Now, how do how do we get there? Uh, well, I was that's where I was born uh, in a hospital. Wow. Uh, 
a little <laughs> swaddler. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, and yeah. Yeah, I, went, I lived in Cleveland. And then my uh, mom got remarried, and we moved to a small town, Dover, Ohio, which is south of Canton. And in high school, I played uh, football, uh, wrestled, and ran track. And then I got a scholarship uh, to either wrestle or play football. So I decided to uh, play football. And then I went to the University of Akron. What position did you play in football? I was a a running back. Oh, so you're uh, you're fast. Well, I I was fast. I was fast (laughs) a long time ago. A long time ago, I was very, very fast. Uh, right okay. now, I can just look at people and cars going fast. As they go fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was a, a running back in high school. I rushed for 1,000 yards in high school. And then my junior and senior year in uh, college, I was an All-American. I rushed for, uh, I think, 1,200 yards my junior wow. year and like 50 from my senior year. So, you know, I was That's I was incredible. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> okay, and then uh, and how did you get Brown, that acting bug in there? Where did that oh, kick in? You know, it's funny that I saw a uh, a play in high school that my brother was in, and hmm. I always wanted to do that. And wow, but but back then, uh, plays and football, the schedules were the same, so I couldn't I couldn't do it. So your brother was more of the artsy type, and you were more of the football-y type, more of the athletic type. Is that uh, so? Well, he was also the athletic type. He was okay. a uh, he was a wrestler, and he played football. And he wow. went to college, and was a four-time All-American in in uh, at Ashland College there in Ohio. That's incredible. And he was he was an alternate to the Olympics in uh, in, in Greco-Roman wrestling. So, wow, was, and Greco-Roman wrestling. That is some yeah. hardcore stuff. That is hardcore stuff. So That is hardcore stuff. When, yeah, when whenever he wanted to uh uh practice, it, it yeah. was not it was not, it was not fun for me. Uh, <laughs> but that's how I became a good wrestler is because I wrestled right. my brother. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So your brother yeah. did a play. You got it. You got inspired to do something like that around what fifteen, sixteen years old. And where, where do you go from there? I mean, you're still playing football. You're into the arts. Where does where does mm-hmm. the conflict enter into that situation? Well, you know, uh, my senior year in college, uh, it was uh, we had I didn't have spring practice anymore, so I got into uh, a musical, Midsummer's Night Dream. Oh, my senior. It. And, um, but then I wasn't able to pursue the arts until after I got done playing football. So after Cleveland, uh, being there for a little while, I, I got into, uh, I was in sales as people do. And I, uh, I didn't like it. It was, it was in (laughs) Cleveland and there was winter. So that sucked. Uh, as a salesperson going in and out of, of wow. places in the winter is not fun. So right. after a couple of years of doing that, uh, I decided to try something else. And I found this mm-hmm. radio station in Columbus that was willing to hire me. And then one day, uh, I was reading a commercial about an improv group 
that needed folks to come down and to audition. So I did, and I was one of uh, like 300 people that was chosen. Uh, uh, there was 10 of us um, that formed this improv company, and I did it uh, at shows at, in, at Ohio State and around Columbus for like a whole year. And I was on so like so like Chicago and like Los Angeles, you're doing improv. Now, as a as a footballer, that that's got to make sense to you as improv of of football players as well as improv as comedy. That that that's quite a that's quite a, a logical leap. I think so because you know when a, a play in football bust gets busted, you have yeah. to make the best of it. You have to improv. Right. You have to be able to move on your feet. What are you going to do? Right. And you have to use right. your brain. And so. Um, after hmm. about a year of doing that in Columbus, I thought, you know, I'm good. Let's go. I was in sales. I can sell things. I'll sell myself. I'll go to Los Angeles. I'll be an actor. Right. So uh, that's when about so, 20 years ago I moved to Los Angeles and I met you at a music video. Oh, that's right. Now we we did the Jewel music video for Murder Was the Case soundtrack. Um, yeah. I was a location manager. I showed there at six o'clock in the morning. Um, the lot should not have been opened at that time. It was actually illegal, but we still opened it up. There was a huge fountain. You remember that huge fountain in the in the middle of the uh, the like castle like place in, in Pasadena. Yes. Yeah, and it, yeah. it was, yeah, the, the day we shot was a very difficult shoot. I, I, I've told this to my students and to my, 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 uh, and to my audience for many, many years. But, and I've been trying to get you on, on the radio and try to find you because I've been following your career uh, since that day. So I, it, it, was not, it was not difficult to know that you were going somewhere and to keep my eye on you. And we, we discussed that at the time. It's like, you know, it's not difficult. I remember that Joelle was singing down to you in such a beautiful voice. She's the star of the show and she's singing down to you. And you just, you, you, you just reply in tone and singing back to her. And she was blown away. It was the bathroom scene. I believe she was in and she was blown away. And I just looked at you like this guy, this guy, this guy is going to go so far in the world. Do you remember that time? What? Do you remember that moment? Uh, I I kind of remember it, but, you know, those <laughs> moments are not uh, – I would do things like that in, in yeah. just in the moment. Uh, right. So I, I, Your singing I would, voice was eloquent. Eloquent. I, I thought you definitely would have came out with an album by now. You know, it's funny that uh, – I was a music major in mm -hmm. college, uh, a voice major. And then I decided not to pursue that only because you don't really need a degree to sing. So I got, right. a, uh, I got a communications degree, but I have uh, done at least 10 musicals out here. And wow. I had a, uh, a development deal over at Warner brothers for about 10 minutes. And mm. uh, then everybody got fired. So I was like, okay, let's just keep back <laughs> and, and do that. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I, I did have, I do have a demo somewhere and right. it's, 
it's pretty good. I pull it out every couple of Christmases and and make my family listen to it. So. Well, you know, after you after you did that 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 foreplay over there with Murder Was the Case, you started off on some some pretty major shows almost immediately. And this is something I noticed from your career very early on, watching your career, uh, knowing that you were going to go past. I, I started seeing things immediately. Now, the one thing I, I noticed was Space and Beyond. Like I, I loved that show so much, and right. I think you must have, you must have bumped into my friend Charles Carpenter who's also on the show as well, but I, I love that show a great deal. How did you feel when you got that, when you got that lot? You know, it was, um, it was fantastic. Uh, when I first started auditioning, uh, it was, it was amazing to get the jobs, uh, to get that job, uh, because I, I'm a science, um, uh, a Nerd. future. I love Star Trek. I right. Love things like uh, love that eventually stuff. Eventually, I did do Deep Space Nine as well as that show. Uh, yes. And I got dressed up as a Klingon, uh, which was amazing. Uh, wow. I got to put the wig on. I got the nose. I got the the the. It took about eight hours to get put in the makeup for those those shows, and you would get there at three four in the morning. And and they had this thing where they'd strap you in to put the makeup on, and about eight nine o'clock in the morning you would wake up and you're a Klingon, right? And I did that. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, back then I just enjoyed auditioning, uh, and and I still do. But it was it was just fun to go out for shows that you would actually well, watch. You- yeah, you have a lot of you have a lot of commercial shooting like Jag, uh, and, and yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to waste all of our, our you know our all of our minutes just on, on momentary talking, but like Will and Grace, what did it feel like to, to go from almost nothing in in in, in the in the world of of uh, film and just all of a sudden get placed in somewhere mm. in that pop culture. That's an interesting question. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 funny. It just felt like it was something that I was supposed to do. Uh, right. I, I guess I just, you know, you put in the work and it felt like the right thing. Um, but I did feel extremely uh, blessed and lucky because after each job that I would get, I would do a dance. Uh, the dance would be anywhere where the phone would ring. Back in the day, you know, you didn't have a cell phone, so you'd have to get on the pay phone. Your manager's on the other side going, you, you booked it. And at the pay phone, I would do a dance. I'd put the phone down, and I would dance for about 10 minutes. Right. Um, but I felt extremely lucky and, and, and um, just fortunate uh, to be in the right place at the right time. Um, Let's go back a second, you know, because there's obviously you're in sports, you're in you're in music, you're in acting. There are obviously inspirations and people mentoring you behind you. What what, what mentors and people behind you carried you this far? You know, um, in football, we had a, a saying. It was PMA, positive mental attitude. Right. So you would you would dream it before it happened. Um, and that is where I had, when I would walk or run or go to the gym, the whole time I'm thinking, 
this is preparation for the next job that I'm going to get. I would drive past Warner Brothers or Sony or whatever, and I would picture myself on set there. And huh. it it really, really helped. So whenever I would go there for an audition, it was like I was meant to be there because I had told right. myself that I'm this is where I'm going to be. Um, right. And whenever there's a, a slow time, because there will be a period of that, uh, you just – that is the mantra that I have, that uh, where are you supposed to be right now? What – you watch a show, that's the show that you want to be on. Uh, a lot of times those things happen. Um, right. And then, you know, you have to prepare for the time. It's uh, preparation – uh, that meets uh, the audition means that you're going to get it. So your 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 parents are such different parts of the generation that that you're in at that time. I mean, you're we we were born at a different time, and your 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 parents were definitely born at a different time. What was their what was their outtake of your decision making? It, it seemed to have been working just fine. Uh, well, my mom is very supportive. Um, but when I told her I was going to move to Los Angeles to be an actor, she said, okay, how long are you going to give right. this? And I said, right. you know what, Mom? I'm going to give it a good five years, and after five years, I'm coming home. But in the back of my mind, I had no intention of ever leaving here. Right. Uh, but I had to give her a number. But she was very supportive. Um mm the entire time and she's always been supportive for things that I've done. Uh nice. Whether it was sports or singing, uh she would be at all my events. She would you know, during the summer, uh if I was training for football and I took a day off, she'd I'd be sitting on the couch and she'd be like, What what are you doing? And I said, hmm. I'm sitting here. No. No, get out there and run. Because you know your competition's out there running, so you gotta get out there and run. Um, right. That's the way that she – That I, I would say that my mentor is my mom. She mm. really pushed and was my cheerleader for anything that I did. Yeah, she came out to all your things. Huh? That's incredible. Yeah. She was there, she was there at the football games. Uh, there was one time <laughs> where she was at a football game, and somebody was sitting in her seat, and I get a tap on the shoulder, uh, and – it's pregame, and somebody said, your mom wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? She, why? <laughs> and you knew not to not to, to, to sort of uh, put your mom off. So right. I went over to her. I'm at the, the fence. I'm looking into the stands, and she's like, come over here. And I'm like, Mom, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm about to start the game. She right. goes, get over here. So she's standing there, and I jump over the fence. I walk over to her. And I said, what's going on? And she goes, somebody's in my seat. And I go, somebody's in your seat right now. <laughs> and I look up, and there's people in her seat. And I and I was not very uh, PC about it. And I told yeah. them, if they don't get out of the seat right now, something's going to happen. And right. they, the, the, the fans helped. It's a story that I don't think I've ever told before. But, you know, she got right. her seat. I went back, and uh, I know that we won the game because that my senior year we were undefeated. So right, wow, yeah, yeah. undefeated senior year. 
Yes, we were ten and zero my senior year in high school. That's we had a a wide receiver that went to Penn State. Uh, wow. Uh, our quarterback went to uh, Youngstown State there in Ohio, hmm. and I think he was a three or four year starter there. He was pretty good. He was nice. Pretty good. And we had a couple of All Americans on the line, so right. we had some some wrestlers that were on the line, and they knew how to take care of business. And right. <laughs> uh, we were pretty good. We were pretty did good. your did your mother ever confront either of you, saying you know how uh, how co- how complex your personalities are from going from you know athletics, very strong athletics, to very mm-hmm. competent uh, actors actors and uh, acting in, in pop culture. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Uh, I mean it, it's one it's one thing to be I don't know it's it's gotta be you know if I had a child, my child went from playing the guitar to like hiking a hill. I'd be like, what the hell is up with you? Like, what is your, <laughs> like, you're just well, like good at it. Good, you're, you're good at almost anything. It's like, you know, this person, whatever they go for is good at that. So it, it, it's well, almost like you almost release them from, from almost like a, a habitual life spectrum and let them allow them to grow as the person they need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. She, she told us that whatever we did, that we had to be the best at it. So, wow. If you're going to if you're going to do that, you got to put in the time. You can't just say that this is don't have anything. Don't uh, right. go all in. Um so when I sang, when I uh played football or wrestled or whatever, it was she was what are you doing to put in the time to get ready for the game, right. for the match? For the song, if you're not rehearsing, then what are you doing? Uh, mm. She kept us busy. She and she told us, she goes, "You're not gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna grow up and stay at my house. You're gonna get a job doing something." <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like that sounds like a mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when you came out to Hollywood, was there anybody out here that that uh, kind of you gave you your first turn or, you know, had your first friendship that led to something else. What, what, what was there? You know, I did uh, fall into a couple with a couple of guys that were pretty mm. instrumental. I, uh, this one guy who I met at a film festival because I was at a, I was at the Pan African film festival and I went there uh, with my headshot and resume and I passed it out to everybody. And I, <laughs> and I said, if you need an actor, here's my headshot, here's my resume. Uh, if you need somebody that looks like me, th- there's my phone number. And this one guy uh, was doing a, a film, uh, actually a short film that I didn't get the part to, but we stayed friends. And then he did a film, uh, a black and white film. Uh, and we became roommates. We did the film. The film was successful. Um, wow. And, and, from that, I just felt like, oh, you know, that was one more thing that said I'm in the right place. Right. Um, and then I met a guy uh, because, you know, I'm a football player. I met a guy who did stunts, and mm-hmm. he taught me uh, on Saturdays, at, you know, different parks around town. You might see some folks, and you think it's uh, personal training, but it's stunt guys training the, the new guy on the block. Right. And from 
from that, I would get into rooms and they'd say, hey, can you take a chair? Yeah, I can take a chair. Uh, can you can you do a fall? Yes, I can do a fall. So from that, I would get into rooms, and eventually somebody would say, "Can you say he went that way?" So I would right. get into I get into rooms and I get a line, and from one line, I'd meet some guys. I get into more rooms. Um, I, I auditioned for a lot of short films, and eventually the people casting for the short films uh, became casting for shows and movies. So nice. the people that I met uh, on the bottom floor, we moved up kind of together. And I would right. get more and more uh, opportunities to, to audition. Now, now a lot of, were a lot of them stuck in Los Angeles or, or were a lot of them traveling on to Canada and, and different states and what have you? You know, uh, a lot of them were here, but there was one time because I also I was modeling tuxes at the at the at the time. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I was in shape. We they had sure. shows, and I came back <laughs> and I was doing a show in uh, in Anaheim. I okay. came home. The, the phone rings, and they say there's somebody here to pick you up. You booked a job. It works in Vegas, and I'm like, what? And I looked out my window. There's a limo there. I had just got back, and I said, I haven't packed anything. They go, just get in the car and go to the airport. Uh, so I worked in Vegas. I worked uh, in in, uh, in uh, Vancouver a couple of times. Wow, uh, nice. I worked. I did a movie over in Luxembourg, over in Germany. That was amazing. Oh. Wow, uh, how, how was that I've like? Was it was that was it difficult to, to be in that kind of like foreign country and not know the language and have to do a film there? You know, um, in Luxembourg, there was a lot of English was pretty prevalent, and right. um, I think I was there for like three weeks, three or four weeks. Hmm. Uh, uh, no, no, folks in town uh, knew that there was a movie being done there. So when they see me in town having lunch, they go, are you in that movie? And I'm like, yeah. And I met some hmm. folks that were extras in the movie. Um, the town was really, really open. Um, right. It was, uh, it was, uh, Look, it was fun uh, to be there. It sounds like the wonderful moments of being an actor where you get to travel and, and people get to see you for who you are and when, what have you. And, and uh, you get to you get to do what you're you're meant to do. Yeah, yeah. It was traveling to see. That was part of the thing that I wrote down. Uh, part of positive mental attitude is you write down mm-hmm. what it is that you do. And you do what you want to manifest. Exactly. And what I did is yeah. I wrote down that I wanted to see the world acting and singing, and right. it was happening. So it felt like it was the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. So where do we go from there? We, we, we went off to Europe. We, we did a lot of things. We came back. We did a lot of other TV shows as well, like Will and Grace and what have you. Now, how was it like to being on, on shows that everybody was familiar with and that you had to integrate yourself into that show and be likable? You know, it's funny uh, that the guy who plays Jack, uh, on Willing yeah. Grace. It's fantastic. Um, he's amazing. 
I met him. Yeah. Just Jack. Before he, before just Jack. Before he did the show, we were doing an industrial together. And wow. yeah, we were doing an industrial together. And the day that I did a, a I was a series regular on a show called The Burning Zone. And Oh yeah, The Burning Zone. A, Great show. I played a Navy SEAL who uh shot guns and saved damsels. Uh nice. that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> but the day that I got that phone call, I was on set with him, uh, and he's like, "What? What happened?" And I said, "I, I booked the I booked the show," and he, and he says, "We have to dance." And I, and I think that is where the dance started is with him, uh, and we danced out the door in the parking lot, and the director for that that job was like, "Hey, what are you guys get back in here?" But when I got on the show. <laughs> When I when I did Will and Grace, the first person I see is him, and he was wow. so it was amazing. It was a moment. He was like, "There you go, good job." So I felt at home on wow. Uh, when I saw him, and that, 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 uh, so you saw each you other before, people. and you see them in there. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but continue okay. what you're saying, please. You're saying what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I started to see, I, I started to see him often. Like right. uh, I saw him on a plane, I saw him at a, a restaurant, so I kept bumping mm. into him there for a little right. while. Uh, but what were you going to ask me? No, it was just meant to be. It just, it just seems like, you know, these things were meant to be. And then when he saw you, it was one of those. I'm glad, I'm glad you're with me now. It was one of those. It was amazing. That's nice. Was, yeah. So how does it feel oh. to be part of that, that part of that pop culture that, that no matter what, you can't be erased from that. You can't be erased from Friends. You can't be erased from Seinfeld. You can't be erased from Will and Grace. You're always going to be in there. Mm. You know, that's a good question. I, I've never uh, thought of that, but um, it was it, – it feels, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah. I, you always want to leave them. Uh, this is what I did and folks will, you know, get a chance and hopefully they'll be inspired by uh, somebody from a, a small town doing something that is on the outside, completely opposite of what uh, the job that is that you have now. So to know that you can do something different with, as long as you have the, uh, as long as you want to put in the work. You'll be right. able to do just about what it, whatever you want to do. Well, I, I can see my listeners are, ch- are chimping at the, at the bit right now, just wait, waiting to hear, like, what what is the one thing about you that 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 just gets these, uh, you know, managers of, of the show to want to keep continue putting you on a continuous pop culture show like Jag, you know, Castle, any shows like this, and make it make it consistent. There's something about your personality. Is it like ability to you? Is it communication? Is it a combination of both? Um, I think is it, when, you show up to the, when you show up to the audition, if you are the part, then they can't deny it. So you mm-hmm. walk in knowing that you are that person, then you are that person. You walk in with the goods. Um, there was one time I was on a show. I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, 
that the person was a, a uh, he was a voodoo Haitian Jamaican. Hmm. So I ran into the audition with uh, some improv of what the office was looking like in accent, completely dressed as the part, and didn't bother to talk and do the audition. I just had a conversation with them of who I thought the character was going to be. And I am, they immediately hired me and they said, well, uh, do you, do you want to audition or do you just want to show up to the job? Can we, do you know the lines? Uh, do you want to say, and there's a couple of parts that I got like that. There was a, um, really? Yeah. Um, when I said I did improv in Columbus, Ohio, the guy that <clears throat> put the uh, the uh, commercial on the air who wanted folks to audition for this improv group, the reason right. they did that is because this improv group was going to get shows out of town. So when they hmm. went out of town, they needed somebody to go on stage and do their in-town shows in Columbus, Ohio. So this person became a producer out here. And right. about 15 years after I moved out here, uh, I get a call saying, come and audition for this, this comedy show. And I played uh, this character who was uh, very loud and, and very outgoing. And it was a character that I played in the improv in Columbus, Ohio. There was a popular character of mine, and this show right. needed somebody just like that. So hmm. I ran into the room in character and improv uh, and talked about what people were wearing, the hair choices that they made that were either good or not good, uh, the pants that they had on, and couldn't believe that they actually wore the clothes that they had on. I made fun of them, actually. Uh, in full character, uh, I dropped my script, I turned around, and they were uh, I, I'm looking at him. I turn around and I go, are you guys looking at my butt? I can't believe you guys are doing that. <laughs> uh, um, and then I sat in the chair and they go, and s sort of the same thing happened. I was hired in the room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, so, you're no you're no stranger to improv and you're, you're no stranger to the casting room, but you're also no stranger to video games as well. You, so you've done games. As well, have you have you done voiceover? You done mocap? What, what, what have you done in that? I've done. Um, let's see. Uh, I did a cartoon uh, called hmm. The PJs with Murphy. That was on. Oh, oh, the, uh, love the PJs. Acclamation by Eddie Murphy. Yes, yes. Uh, I played a, a, a character named Tarnell, uh, <laughs> somebody who lived on the streets. Uh, who had. A, he was, again, outgoing. And it was funny because a friend of mine who was the producer for the demo that I did for Warner Brothers, his brother was yeah. a character. And I hung out with him <laughs> the night before the audition, and he had a very special way of talking. And I just wow. went into the audition using my friend's voice. And again, I booked the part in the room. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a great show. I mean, they, they really showed Eddie Murphy's strengths 
as just a comedian. Yeah. It's just as a verbal comedian. I love that show yeah. a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, we did uh, two or three seasons of that. That was a lot of fun. And I did additional voices on that show. Um, really? And I was the voice of, yeah, I, I you know, uh, I did three or four voices. I've done. Wait, which, which, uh, ups, on that which, uh, which voices did you do, please? Oh, um, there would be some side character, and they'd say, you take that voice. Uh, I sang <laughs> a couple of times. On the show, yeah. uh, there were times where uh, they'd write in, you know, characters on the street, and I'd do uh, different different voices. So I was, <laughs> uh, again, improv. Yeah. Anything that they wanted me to do, I was going to do it. So you uh, stayed on that show for a couple couple seasons then? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did like 20-some episodes. Jeez. That's a huge was, amount of episodes. It was nice. It was uh, it was a good little gig. It was a good that, that was an that, that was an amazing show. I mean, for me, I mean, there were there's not a, other than Family Guy that kind of took over from that, and and there's a couple of shows yeah. that kind of took over from that format. It was one of the freshest formats for a long time. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Um, it was it was a good group of folks. Uh, the voices on the show. Uh, the woman who plays the grandma on um, uh, Blackish, yeah, uh, she was uh, on the show. There was a couple of folks that did Tyler Perry movies and shows. Right. There were some good people on the show. Right. And Fantastic I was the. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I was also the voice of uh, Greyhound for a couple of three years, and. Really? Uh, uh, spokesperson for Kodak for a little while, and then I did a bunch of cartoons, um, and I've sort of let that go because voiceovers go because I got a little busy doing other things, so I wasn't able to keep up on the auditions. Right. I haven't done well, you, you, you do you, you do have the strong voice. I mean, people must have just been attached to you. It's interesting to get to tr- kind of turn that down because your your life took a different corner from there. You're you're a regular on like NCIS. Uh, I, I see you all over the place on those shows. Is there something about that show that that's gravitated you towards that? Well, you know, on those shows, it's um, they're military guys, and hmm. I play have played many military guys, and uh, right, it's to be my. I did the movie Soldier. I played mm-hmm. a soldier and uh, saw you in that. Uh, thanks. I played, uh, there was a universal soldier. I was, I played a soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a, uh, the burning zone. I was a soldier. Uh, Jag, I was a soldier. Uh, you, you, be, you became, you became this guy to me after a certain point of time. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> like I'd watch in your because I would, I would be, I would always be like, you know, when you, when you wish for people to succeed, you want to see them in film, and you pay for those films. Like Soldier was one of his films, though that that I, Soldier, I'm going to go see it no matter what. And seeing the film, like, oh, thank God, this this guy, somebody good, is being successful, and that's something you wish for people. Not that you wish for people's demise, but mm-hmm. when you meet somebody and you know that they're special, you hope for their success and you hope for their happiness because their happiness just adds to your happiness. Because if people are happy, then you'll be happy. 
Right. Right. It's it's really fun to see your friends on screen or uh, getting work because you know that they're fulfilling that they uh, fulfilling a dream that they have. So you're right. still a part of it. When you get a right. To see folks. Do you feel like somehow you would have lost a part of yourself if you were now able to fill this this perspective of your of your uh, of your future? Um, I don't think so. I, I think I would have found my people, my thing, um, and just giving it the shot, uh, being able to go and pursue it, uh, moving out here, taking that next step. Um, I would have found my footing, I think, in something that would use the creative side of me. So I think that, you know, it's important to find where you land. Is it acting? Right. Is it singing? Is it writing? Is it producing? Is it directing? Uh, have you found you that? Know, have you found that out for yourself? Do you, have you landed anywhere particular now? A lot of people land in directing. That's what they want to do. Have you landed anywhere yet? Uh, there are some projects that I'm working towards as a producer that are in varying stages of. Uh, uh, Fluctuation moving right? forward. Yeah. yeah. So that to me is the next step for me is moving into directing. Uh, hmm. I'm sorry, producing. I did direct a, a horse like a couple of years ago. So that was how'd that go? What was the name of that? Uh, the movie was called The Vault. And the Vault. Okay. The Vault. And my friend J.R. Bookwalter uh, did. I was in a few of. Actually, the very first thing that I did uh, was with Jr. when I was in, still in Ohio. I met him. He was in Akron, Ohio, and they were doing films in Akron, Ohio. So I would drive right. up from Columbus on weekends and different days, and we would do a movie. And I did uh, a couple of movies for him before I actually moved out to Los Angeles. And then... Mm. When I was here, uh, I asked him, I said, can I direct your next film? And he says, you know, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. And I did. And it was a lot of fun. We shot it in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. Yeah. So I would like to direct for you. I mean, you, you go from, I mean, it must, must not be different for you to be in command, be, you know, noticing what, you, what your life is like. But what was it like? Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be, but it was also fun. And if you have a good crew, then, you know, you're making a movie as a team. So I know what right. it feels like to work on a team. So you pull the best from everybody. And, you know, as long as you can keep the team moving, you're going to have a product uh, at the end of the day. And we do. And it was my first, uh, you know, directing, uh, I, I learned a lot, and I know that the next time that I do it, uh, there will be some things that I'll do a little differently. But, right. you know, uh, but being able to do that was, was fantastic. And but now I you, really right. – Did that grow, did that grow your, your path and wanted to be a producer? Did that, did that kind of warp, warp your mentality of, like, what I want to do next? Yeah, I kept uh, – folks would always ask me, what do you want to do next? And, and 
there are some projects that I want to do, the type of movies that I want to be a part of. Uh, I thought, well, why not initiate the, the ball and, and get those movies rolling? I've, I've seen each uh, part of uh, how the movie business works, what steps need to be taken. So I thought, just like acting, just like football, before you get good at something, right. you have to start it. So that's where I started uh, with these projects. And um, when folks see that you're moving in a certain direction, you find people that want to help you attain your goal. And I've been right. able to do that. Well, there's going to be a sense of uh, of uh, sacrifice as well, considering what your life was like with you know, putting a lot of your time into, and a lot of effort into what you want to do for the rest of your life. Do you feel like you sacrificed the, the right amount of things to, to be where you are today? Or do you feel like you sacrificed too little or too much? What do, you, what do you feel about that? You know, it's funny that I knew that, you know, let's say that you want to be a doctor, you know, you have to put in the time or a lawyer. Um, it depends on what makes you happy. If you do right. what makes you happy, it's not a job. Uh, so I don't feel like I've actually sacrificed. I, I haven't sacrificed anything right. uh, because I, I feel like I'm, I'm where I need to be and where I'm supposed mm. to be. Um, right. Yeah. Where are we going to next, by the way? Where are we going to next? What are we doing next? Uh, there are some things acting-wise that I feel like I want to push myself towards. Uh, there's certain characters that um, that I want to pursue. Uh, hmm. So I'm putting in the work to get to that. And also... Uh, I'm looking to move my projects forward and uh, and get them on screen. Uh, so that's what's next for me, I think. You've got a lot of things in, in post-production. You've got like, you know, When We Were Pirates and Soul and what have you. What do, what do, yeah. you, what, what do you want these projects to, uh, to exist for you? Well, we, sh- uh, we shot those. We shot some of those, and we're waiting to hear if they want to continue uh, to either turn them into series or into uh, a bigger movie. Um, So we're just waiting to see. There's a couple of movies that are in post right now that are getting done that are uh, in the process of moving to the next step. So there's always something going on. Um, so I'm just going to keep pushing those projects down the road and and continue to push myself as an actor and to move into a little, you know, as an actor, I've played soldiers. I've played, I played a lot of dads. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's some characters that, uh, that are in my back pocket. I want to sort of expand the type of uh, um, characters and, and people that I want to portray. There's some yeah. real life stories that that need to be told, and I want to be a part of them. If you, if they're not going to be available, are you going to start writing these roles for yourself? Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
That's that's mostly what I think of actors. You know, if they don't, if they can't find the right role, they're just going to write their own shit. Just write their own, write their own stuff. So they're going to go from that avenue right there. So, so what do you what do you expect from from, from your future? If you were to talk to maybe yourself, you know, thirty years ago, what would you what would you, what would you tell yourself in the expectation of what's what's to be next in your next stage of existence in your life? Uh, well, I would say always be grateful and take nothing for granted, um, hmm. and always enjoy the process because that when you're in the process, there's there's things that you're learning as you go that just don't take that lightly because that's part of the fun. The ride is right is the fun, and after you get there, after you finish it, then you move on to the next, and you're like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Did I enjoy that process enough? So each day that seems like it's not going to – at any moment, your phone can ring or you're right. going to find the person that you need to talk to or the next job that comes along. You just never know. When you ask for something, the thing that you get might be a little better. Right. Right. So I say be in the moment, enjoy the process, and always be grateful. You think that's a you think that's a that's a thing with a lot of young people today is they feel a, a great amount of fear about what to do next. You know, I don't, um, I don't know. Was that your yeah. fear? Was your fear of what to do next? I mean, what, what were your fears when you started like going from football to going to art, from art to going to LA? What were your fears? Genuine fears. I can't say that I had any. I was willing to do just about. You didn't have any any. genuine fears like you might lose or you might like be stuck out here or, or you you might get, or you, you didn't have any depression at all from loneliness, nothing like that. I, uh, no, because, um, football prepares you a lot for a lot of things. There's going to be, you know, I've been in games where we're down by three or four touchdowns. And you have right. to push to know that you're going to win the game. There's been times where in the middle of it, it looked like all hope was was gone. And we would pull it, the victory out in, in the last few seconds of the game. When I moved right. out here, I said, you know what? It's better weather than Ohio. I've already won. <laughs> and. I'll sleep on somebody's couch. I'll I'll figure it out. I've right. gotten ups just walking down the street. Um, uh, in Cleveland, uh, I remember uh, there was somebody unloading a van uh, right. into a, uh, a venue to play a show, a musical show. And I said, hey, you guys need some, uh, some guys to push around some equipment? And they said, yeah. And I've gotten jobs like that. Hmm. So I knew that if I needed to do anything, I I'm, I'm in California. This is great. I'll work right. anywhere, do anything. And in the meantime, I'll do an improv show or I'll, I'll do a, uh, I'll play the piano at a hotel. Right. Uh, do what needs to be done. So you, you, you had the skills, you knew what you wanted. 
You came out here and you just, you just went to crush it. And your training before you prepared you for what you were going for next. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me yeah. let me ask you let me ask you a question here. You know, if there was a kid right now growing up in Ohio and he's like, you know, I want to follow James Black. I want to be just like him. I don't know how to do that, but I live in the, the world of social media and what have you. What what are the best ways for me to kind of grow up into this world and become you? Well, uh, somebody told me this. Uh, nobody can take away how good an actor you become. So put in the work, and eventually you're going to get a shot. And keep a good attitude. Because one of my teachers taught me attitude monitors talent. If you're going to have a good attitude, your talent is going to look a lot better than if you have a, a, a poor attitude. Because That's right. It's a, it takes it takes the shine off of it. Um, so if I were to talk to somebody in the Midwest uh, coming out here, I'd say put in the work and expect that you're going to meet the right person and you're going to get to where you need to be. Are you going to be ready for that opportunity? If that part is up to you, are you going to be ready to meet the challenge? So put in the work because – Everything else will happen. I was talking to a friend of mine last week, and he said uh, when he started uh, acting, he wanted to – he didn't want to go to New York. He wanted to go to a place where if somebody couldn't see him in a show and say, hey, why don't you start auditioning, he wanted to put in the work before he got a chance to audition because he wanted to make sure that he was prepared. And he also was a football player. That makes sense. That's uh, tough. A lot of times you can get a job, and that could be your a great job, but what if it doesn't go? Are you prepared? If that isn't a success, are you prepared to put in the work to do the next thing? If you didn't put in your work, then after a while, uh, they you're not ready for the next thing coming coming your way, and somebody else who is more prepared gets the job. Well, I, I got to tell you, James, you know, I've, I'm a writer-director. I've ne- I've acted a couple times in my life, but I, I write and I direct, and, and my rejection is not the same as your rejection. It's very different. Um, what keeps you motivated through your rejection? Well, the audition is for you. It's a chance to act. It's a chance for you to do your craft. Right. You get opportunity to walk into a room to do your craft that you're not there to get a job you're there to, to be that character to be that mm. person to those moments so you and you and en- you encompass that character yeah i go in and i have a great time i go to an audition that was a lot of fun whether i get the job or not uh as long as i keep that in my in my uh in my sight i'm there to enjoy the time that I'm there and to put forth truthful effort. If I get the job, great. If I don't, I'm going to go home and have a sandwich and do what I got to do. Are there any particular coaches that you're following? Because that sounds very familiar to the miser technique of get in there, give it your all, walk away and and, and release. You know, I I was able to study with some really cool people. Um, Mm. 
Uh, I, I studied over at Beverly Hills Playhouse with uh, a man. His name is Milton Casellas. Uh, he uh, passed away a few years ago, but yeah. he was a great motivator. And uh, for me, he just talked to me about the the skill set that I had, and to be and talk to me about being a man and. Right and putting forth the effort. That's what he talked about most. And I feel like, did he talk about acting? I guess a little bit, but more right. he talked about being a person first. Being a person, existing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was, I, I also studied over at Playhouse West, and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that's a great one. Me. Yeah, yeah, I know the one, yeah. Yeah. He, How was he, he? I mean, he's an he's he's in a he's a very exotic human being. <laughs> he, he is exactly what you would think he would be. He's exactly what you would think he'd be. <laughs> he's exactly. He is exotic. He really enjoys. If you want a chocolate chip cookie, this one is a chocolate chip cookie. There, there's no oatmeal in this sucker. It's it's a pure chocolate chip cookie, man. That's funny. Yep. Yep. But I, and, I I enjoy him. I enjoy his process and his his absorption rate of 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 uh, study and understanding. Yeah, and he always had a uh, a play in his back pocket. He was always learning. Um, I did a play with him for like six months, Exonerated, where we did it wow. at Playhouse West. Six months, uh, and I would rehearse at his house. Every day for like nice. three or four months, I would come over for an hour or so, uh, and he had a very particular way of, of teaching. Uh, hmm. He would stop in the middle of something. And he goes, "What does that mean to you? What, is, what does that mean to you? Don't tell me. Go home, think about it. Come back tomorrow. We're going to work on it again." Right. So, for somebody like that, you really wanted to put in the work because I wanted to continue working with him uh, right. because he had a lot. So he was he was pretty amazing. It, it sounds like you had a lot of great people on your side uh, that kind of guided you along the way on this this adventure of yours. Yeah. Well, maybe not little, but great. Yeah, you meet people, uh, and you get a chance to see their process. Uh, and if you're paying attention, you always learn something. Right. Um, it, I, I've worked with some really, really great, great people um, that are very committed to their character, their preparation. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and when you get a chance to play with those type of characters and people, you you come away a better, a better person, a better actor. I think. Right. What what do you want from your acting skills in, in your future? Do you want them to do you want them to improve? Do you want them to improve more in communication with other people? Do you want do you want to maybe go into studies? I know you want to go into directing, and that'll that'll help you with that. But let me ask you a, a clear question: Is your is it your position to go into directing to help out other actors understand the process of directing as well? For me, I think getting into producing and directing is a chance to play with mm. 
other. Uh, oh, you, 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 you have definitely auditioned a lot when you say play, because we don't, yeah. we don't say, we don't say improv because that's a SAG thing. Yeah. So we say play. You obviously, because I, I've, I've been on auditions. Uh, I, oh, so I've been on audition uh, program for a very long time. So is that, is that really changed the way you talked and the way you've communicated with other people is by having sides and having the entire lingo with you. I'm, I'm surprised you're not a teacher. Uh, it, you know, thank you for that. I, uh, I've considered uh, teaching, but I, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I don't feel that that's something that I can do right now. Uh, right. I have, because of time, uh, or it can't be yeah, because of ability. It's, it's got to be because of time. It's, it's for time. It's it's time. I I don't have the time in the day for me for what I want to do uh, to teach. For me, I want to get to really get in the moment. That is where for me that's that's the sweet spot. That's the fun. Just to live in the moment. That's my goal. Right. Um. And again, I want to tell certain stories, uh, and I've told a lot of stories, and, and mm-hmm. I, there's some stories I want to tell, so I want to be a part of those stories. Uh, right. And that is why I want to uh, produce and 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 write and direct. Well, that, that's so, what you consistently are saying is that you want to be part of a narrative, and, and I think that what I'm trying to get down to is what what exactly is your narrative. What narrative are you trying to get to? Because there's a couple, there's a couple of characters that you're you're loosely basing what you what you want in your life. Have you had any thoughts about any of those? Uh, yeah, I, I think that they are uh, because now I have children. I want to teach uh, through the arts stories that I think that are necessary for them to know moving forward and to know who they are and to how to live a, 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 a truthful life, a, a positive sort of a positive life with good morals and things. Right. And I want to tell both sides of that. This is a cautionary tale. This is somebody that you want to base your life on. This is a story necessary to who you are uh, as a human. And to to evolve to be better, the stories that I want to tell at the end of the day, I'd like to leave the mark of this made the world a better place. Right, right. So your your whole idea so, of making movies is to add to, to the planet that you're that you're living in. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Now we we don't have a lot of time left, but you know, let, let me ask you this question, and let me jump to some, a, a completely different subject. But how do you and I know Lisa Katara? Now, did you work with Lisa Katara on a project recently? Uh, wait, who? Wait, yes. Hmm. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, she, she put it on her Instagram. That's how I found you. I'll, I'll be honest; I've been looking for your Instagram for quite a long time just to reach out to you. But when I found it on Lisa Katara's uh, Instagram, I immediately tagged onto it because uh, I wanted to reach out to you and see if you want to come on a radio show. 
<laughs> oh, you know what? How I know her is a friend of mine, uh, Ben Ramsey, who is a writer director. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is friends with her. And I think it was one of his projects that I met her. And we've That's been nice. friends for years. Uh, yeah. Tw- uh, how did we meet? I, yeah, it was through Ben Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, a very, it's a very small world. You know, and I, I eventually right. knew that, you know, if we were the right people that I thought we were, we'd eventually mesh up and meet each other eventually again anyways. Yeah. So how wow. you how are you doing? How are you doing now? So so what what is the, the project that you're working on? Before we go, what is the project that you're working on right now that you can't wait for people to see? Uh, what is the project now? Um there is a project, uh, there's a couple, but uh, they're both true stories, and I don't want to talk too much about it, because there's, right. there's being things Spoilers, being talked huh? about. Yeah, there's being things being talked about uh, that are true stories that will be very inspirational. One is a very inspirational uh they're they're both actually very inspirational stories um, that I'm pretty excited about, um, and I've gotten a lot of help from my friends to get it off the ground through somehow uh, people that I've known throughout the years, like the person from Columbus. There's been other people that have come into my life who I haven't talked to in 20, 30 years that said, Hey, I hear you're doing a project. Is there something that I can help you with? Is there, and, and they've been uh, either to help me find finances or meet the right person or move me on to the next person. But it's, I know that I'm in the right sort of on the right path because folks are getting on the train and, and help moving it forward. Right, and that, that uh, seems to be a consistent I, motive of your existence. Is that there seems to be a lot of people behind you that are pushing you along the way to being incredibly successful. I think if you let folks help you, and you're very clear on the direction that you want to go in, uh, you know, there's a lot too. If you build it, they'll come. Hmm. Yeah. 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 You, you've built enough confidence around you to allow other people to believe in you, to want to invest in you. That's an incredible process, man. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy for you with all your success and everything you've done. This is exactly what I wanted for you and more. Just keep on, keep on fighting along and let me keep on watching you. And and I'm going to enjoy the, I'm going to enjoy the rest from my end. So, so, we're at the end here, and I, I couldn't wait to have you on. Like I said, when I first met you, something odd, 20-something odd years ago, uh, I knew you were going to be a star, and there is no doubt in my mind that, that you, you've hit that spectrum without without any doubt and going to hit higher uh, with the following years. How can, my, how can my listeners find you? How can we locate you? Uh, well, I am on Instagram as James Black Actor. 
that is the best way to interact with me, I, I believe. Oh, you don't have a Twitter? Oh, uh, I'm James Black, actor on Twitter as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. They need they need that one because most people are attached to Twitter these days and Instagram. But uh, I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me. I'm I'm gonna ask you a question here because because we're we're at the end of the, we're at the end of the, that decade here. We hit 2020. You have the New Year's going on. Have you made any new requirements of yourself for the 2020 new decade? You know, uh, every so often you have to rededicate yourself to what it is that you want to do and sort of pare down the things that have been working, the things that you can change a little bit. And right. there, you know, when you get busy, you kind of forget what got you to where you want to be. So uh, I've, you know, gone back to what the basics for me are, which are, uh, being is ex- extremely spiritual through meditation and and positive thinking, uh, making that a priority. Uh, your my health, uh, eating a little better, uh, and making sure that I get the right exercise because all of that helps uh, your brain and your heart move in the direction that you want to go into. So you know, you, uh, you never said happiness. What, what's the happiness level? Oh, uh, when you when I have my health and my uh, that makes me happy. When right. I have when I'm able to uh, meditate, that makes me happy. So mm. when I'm doing those things, that in turn turns to my happiness because every morning you have to make sure that you choose happiness right. every day and be grateful for something. Uh, whether oh, well, well, you know. James, why would you say that's important? Huh? Why would you say it's important for you to wake up and think that way? Well, at the end of the day for me, uh, happiness is the most important thing because tomorrow I, I'm, not, I'm not defined by the work that I do for me. Uh, I'm defined by the person that I am, the heart that I have, the the, the the spiritualness that I have inside that moves me forward. I'm not uh, an actor. I'm I'm a person who is living truthfully in uh, in untruthful circumstances. It's not if that makes sense. And to be able to do that with my health and the health of the people around me, then that gives me happiness because uh, nothing is guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed is for me to choose the path that I'm on, uh, and nobody can take right. that away. No, no. Your articulation, your understanding of the path you're on, your strength, your voice, uh, your passion, uh, your understanding is, is what's going to carry you forward. We look forward to seeing everything that you do, and we know for a fact you're going to be incredibly successful, and one day – pick up that Oscar and hopefully we'll be one of those people that out of all the people I forgot. Thank you so much. We'll be one of those people. So we, (laughs) 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 that'll be the line. And of all the people I forgot, thank you so much. 
we hope to be part of that crowd right there. But we, I, I've been following your career for, for quite a long time. I've been wanting to hear your voice for, for 20 years. Uh, I'm so proud of you. Um, you are a blessed human being, and I can't wait to see what you come up with next. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you taking the time to call me and to get in contact with me. And I've enjoyed this hour. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I think more than you have. <laughs> I, d- I doubt that very highly. I, I've been talking about you for many, many years, and, and uh, I've enjoyed your plays. I, you know, I will tell you yet again, you know, during that day, you, you were quite a man of the set. You were quite incredibly appropriate and sweet and nice to everybody on the set. You were a young man, a very young man, and you were incredibly sweet to everybody on the set. And when you sing those bars back at Jewel, who was hot stuff at that time, and you basically buried her in, in vocal talent, I just laughed my took us off. Just, just, I just laughed, just going like that. That must be really embarrassing. That must be really oh. embarrassing. But she, but she wanted to look down at you and scream some bars at you because you're so good looking. And then you had to give us a couple bars back. What are you going to do? It was, it was all in the moment. It was all just playing. Uh, <laughs> it was meant to. Well, you said a high impression. I remember Snoop Dogg loved you, loved you very much. Uh, a lot of people loved you very much. But anyways, it, it, thank you very much for having, having you here. And, uh, and we look forward to seeing what you come up with next, my friend. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much, my friend. Okay, that is my friend, James Black, on his way out. Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you for being here. (laughs) That's how much they love you. See you, my friend. (laughs) See you, brother. Oh, that is the great James Black. Thank God for him. I've been talking about him for years, and I couldn't wait to have him back on the radio show. My name is Steve Pisa. Thank you for joining us in Central Files. I got to tell you, you know, sorry for that little hiccup at the very beginning of the radio show, but I couldn't wait to have James on the uh, on the uh, on the station. Uh, we met each other uh, a little bit over 20 years ago on uh, on uh, Murder Was a Case. It was a music video made by Jewel. Very interesting time, but I got to tell you. The first impressions do make impressions. Here's my first impressions of, 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 of my friend James here. Good person. Nice person. Sense of humor. Beautiful voice. Even more beautiful soul. I followed this guy for over 20 years and wanted to see his career blossom because at that time, I thought to myself, I want to see somebody succeed. Somebody who's great. Somebody who's just good in their heart. I wanted to see their career just become something that was unimaginable. The good people should win. Right people should win. People like him should be successful and should win. James, thank you so much for joining us today on Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa, and thank you so much. God bless everybody.